0: You know, you've heard me talk about my friend Dan Kaplis before, and now we are really excited to welcome Dan as a new sponsor to the Dave Logan podcast. Dan Capitalist Law is a serious firm for serious cases, and I can tell you this a lot more. Dan has been practicing law for over 35 years. He's a passionate guy, and he's passionate about making sure his clients get the highest level of quality for their legal representation. We all know there are countless lawyers out there, and you've got plenty that you can choose from. So you might ask, what makes Dan a little bit different? You know, Dan is a man who believes in inherent dignity and values human life. And sometimes, our our world is so crazy, there seems to be a lack of respect for a lot of things, including human life, and especially when it comes to reckless driving. Dan has had a long and distinguished track record of making sure those reckless drivers and their insurance companies do the right thing, and that is to pay in full. And Dan is committed to helping people from all walks of life. He accepts righteous injury cases on a percentage fee basis without regard for the ability to pay. You don't hear a lot of personal injury lawyers talk about that. Finally, if you just look at his proven results over 35 years, log on to dancaplesslaw.com and you can see all the cases that Dan has won with the best possible results for his clients. Now, if you need Dan's help, give him a call 303-770-5551. Again, 303 770 or you can go to dancaplesslaw.com. On the Dave Logan Podcast this week. I'm just not ready to jump off the top of a building. Not overreacting to the Broncos' preseason loss to the Cardinals. I just know how the preseason works. But what needs to get better? I would like to see some improvement up front in the running game and pass protection against the 49ers. And certainly, whether it's Fry or Maher, you want to see those guys knock the ball through the uprights. And how about a few more of these? Wilson throws the ball. Wide open. Judy. Ten. Five. Touchdown, Denver. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast, podcast number 178. Dave Logan and Julie Browman, we appreciate you very much downloading the podcast, talking a little Broncos football with you. It is that time of year. By the way, first preseason game in the books, Cardinals score a touchdown and a successful two-point conversion with two seconds left and beat the Broncos 18-17. What's up with you?
1: Um nothing really. You sound very is the word impartial on that. Like very like not excited, not sad. Just very matter-of-fact. Would that be
0: and that would be impartial?
1: I don't know, you tell me.
0: No. Am I using the wrong word? I think so. Why would I why would I be impartial to the um ambivalent maybe? Ambivalent. Yeah, I, I maybe you know. I mean I, I don't want to downplay the preseason entirely. But it's the preseason. I mean, and and listen, I, I get it that Broncos fans are frustrated. I get it that last year was a horrible year. I get it with the Russell Wilson thing and all the draft capital sent from the Broncos to Seattle. And then they go 5-12 and 12 and they have an historically bad offense. Last in the league in scoring. Last in the league in red zone. Last in the league in third. I get all of it i d- I really do because deep down, even though I do the play by play for the broncos i 'm still i 'm still a fan right i want I want this team to to do well. my job is to report on what I see that said i 'm just not ready to jump off the top of a building so far this year because the offensive line didn 't have a a very good game against the Cardinals, and they didn't there were some things they 've got to shore up um you know, the Cardinals, I thought, were really aggressive. Normally, in a preseason opener, you're not going to see, not to my knowledge, that many zero blitzes where they bring the house. They did. So they've got a rookie head coach in Jonathan Gannon, and maybe he wanted to sort of uh, go about it that way. I don't know. But, I, I mean, I'd be the same way if the, if the Broncos had gone out and beaten the Cardinals 42-7, to and Wilson, in his 20 snaps, um, you know, was – 10 for 12 for 178 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. I wouldn't be sitting here saying, uh, I told you so. It's going to be a playoff team for sure. I just know how the preseason works. So um, I'm not going to say there's no concern, that I don't have any concern about anything, because I do. But I'm not. I, I'm just not ready to say like, oh, my God, this is just going to be another one of those years and Russell uh, has lost and I'm, I'm just – you know, and there's so many people out there I see in social media that are like that. I'm like, what in the actual? Uh, what heck, was that? Yeah, heck, are we doing? It's preseason football. That's all.
1: I will say that on our social media, I put out on Facebook and Twitter. Your Twitter account is Dave Logan Pod, right? And the Dave Logan podcast on Facebook. And I just asked what people thought. And a lot of people agree with you that said it's not preseason. Seriously, Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I didn't,
0: I should have looked at our own social media. Well, maybe, maybe the nasty.
1: Ones. <laughs> Don't write into maybe, us. Maybe
0: they just, no, listen, you, you're, you're welcome to write into us. And, yeah. and there will be times I can already tell you, there will be times that you, you know, you look at this and you're about ready to jump off the building. And I'm going to say, you know what? Me too. Just hold me a space <laughs> that there will be times. That's just how the NFL works. Well, but not not after one preseason game. I don't care how it looked. I'm yeah. not ready to do it.
1: This guy, David Thompson, not the David Thompson, said he wasn't impressed at all.
0: Said he was not impressed? Not impressed at all. Well, there, I mean, there, okay. There, there wasn't, you know, just watching the game and, and calling the game. Um, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I mean, I mean, there were two or three things that I that I kind of liked, but did I leave the game like being impressed? Probably not. It's, it's, it's a preseason game. Understand, there's very little work done by coaches in terms of scheming the opponent. So my guess is, this would just be a guess, and I, I, I bet Sean Payton, if this is true, I bet Sean Payton would never admit it to any of us in the media. I mean, I think that's a pretty safe assumption. My guess would be that they weren't counting on seeing that many zero blitzes. They weren't counting on seeing that kind of pressure package in the first friggin' preseason game. I mean, normally speaking, I'm not saying it's never happened, but normally it doesn't happen. So again, I'm not gonna I'm not ready to jump off the roof, but I don't I don't necessarily disagree with David Thompson. I didn't see. I mean, I didn't see a lot that I came away saying. I was impressed with uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, mm-hmm. good-looking rookie, quick, uh, hard to get down, really athletic. So I was, I was impressed with him.
1: So Sean Payton, I guess, said after the game that he did pretty good. I the more I listened to Sean Payton and watched Sean Payton, the more I think God that guy does not give compliments. Um, maybe like other people do. And he's he's very short with the media. And I mean, short isn't just like sentences. I don't mean that he's a a Greg Popovich. I didn't get a chance to listen to the post game on Friday night. How has he so far been on the broadcast? Yes. That's, that's short. Yeah. he's
0: (laughs) um, No, that wasn't his answer. I just agree. I just agreed with how you, uh, how you sort of uh, the conclusion you'd come to. He is, um, my hope is that he's going to loosen up a little bit. (laughs) I think that, uh, you know, when you talk about him basically being weaned under Bill Parcells, I think we are all products of our environment and how we were, quote, brought up. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, you know, go talk to anybody who covered Bill Parcells. Now, Parcells, as he got on into his career, I think he enjoyed kind of jousting with certain members of the media. And I think at times he would feign righteous indignation or act like he was really pissed where he wasn't. And there were other times that he, that he truly was irritated with a question or how something was was phrased. But yeah, he's been, uh, how would I say? He's not been effusive in, in his answers. He is right to the point. He answers the question. Uh, and I've been told before that you get three questions. That's it. You get three questions in the pregame show. Other head coaches that, and I've done every head coach's show, um, normally you get about a three and a half minute segment number one, and then take a break, and then you get a three and a half minute segment number two. Not very good at math, but it seems like that would be seven minutes (laughs) worth of questions. Um, That's going to change this year. So you know what? You just got to roll with the punches. Uh, he's, he's, He's running the show. So you get three questions and that's it but i think maybe maybe it's hope more than actual thinking uh, that he will loosen up a bit once he gets to know sort of the landscape and once he establishes what he wants the culture of this entire organization to look like
1: yeah i feel like trust is a big deal with him so when he feels like there's trust in people he probably loosens up a bit but he's doesn't know any of the people here or he's just getting to know people here, you know? So I don't know. I feel like with time, like you said, that maybe he'll take a breath. Uh, Speaking of Popovich. So he gets inducted into the basketball hall of fame. Mm -hmm. Did you hear Becky Hammond, what she said? I did. That was pretty touching. So touching.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's obviously meant a lot to her and he hired her as a, as a full-time assistant coach with the San Antonio Spurs and to my knowledge, she was the first female full-time assistant coach in the NBA. Yeah. And it was it was cool to hear the story. Becky Hammond, of course, went to CSU and was a great player there. And uh, I mean, I, I, and I've said this before, she now is, she's a coach, a head coach in the WNBA. I think she'll be the first female head coach in the NBA. I don't know exactly. She's already interviewed for a couple of jobs. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that will be. And it will take... It will take an ownership group that um, you know is is willing to think outside the box, is willing to take a chance of sorts yeah. to do something different. But she's a really smart. I mean, I know her a little bit. Really smart basketball person, and uh, I, I I don't think there would be any doubt. I mean, I've seen enough men fail in the NBA. I don't think there would be any doubt that she would get that job and then from a basketball standpoint, not know what the hell she's doing. I just don't see that happening with Becky Hammond.
1: I feel like too, that roster would have to be unique as well. Like there would have to be maybe a player or two on there that maybe a little older, like a Chauncey Billups. It just is more and very well respected to get the players on board as well, right? Yeah, and you'd
0: have to have you'd have to have good uh, good assistant coaches, mm-hmm. guys that uh, are going to be totally supportive of her. Guys mm-hmm. that are going to be loyal to a fault with her, and and but I think that's I think that's the case with any um, new coach, new MBA coach. Until that coach comes in and establishes himself or herself in that locker room, to where the players know, okay. He or she, I mean, player players want to know, how can you make me better? Can I trust you? And do you know what the hell you're talking about? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Right? And once they learn that she does know what she's talking about and that they can trust her and and they can she can help, along with her coaches, make them better, then I don't think she'll have any trouble at all.
1: Yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch. Okay, back to... The Broncos game against Arizona, tell me the truth, look at me in the eye. I
0: always tell you the truth. You do. Always.
1: Look at me in the eye. Oh, that's a nice look. When they first went three and out, did you go, oh, maybe well, not What's that the sound, sound again?
0: <laughs> what? Do, do the sound again.
1: <laughs> that's a little weird. Um, it, was like, well, it came out of your mouth. I know. It was lying. like, oh.
0: Okay. Don't really know. No, I let me I just mean, be perfectly honest. I certainly didn't think that. Um, did you
1: think? Well, well, shoot.
0: No, I, I, I did think. Um, well, that's not very good. <laughs>
1: okay. You know.
0: So I mean, they ran boot in the first play through the ball behind the tight end a little bit. Then the second pass was was knocked down. Um, I see again this is part of and i think maybe a big part of the issue with broncos fans because they they were the, the ones that really loved the team like hardcore live and die broncos fans they were so tortured last year it was so bad in in almost every regard the defense not the case but everything else the offense, the overall presentation, uh, just how they looked, was wasn't an all all time low. So, the, I mean, Broncos fans have to fight through like the scars of last year. I mean, they have been. You talk about like you know being jilted. It's like you know you 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 find somebody you want to go out with you do everything you set everything up and you have a nice restaurant to go to and then all of a sudden you know they 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 go with you to the restaurant and then you they get to the restaurant and they say listen I I, I've got to run to the restroom I'll be right back and they never come back how jilted (laughs) would you feel if that happened now fast forward to this year guess what the restaurant's different. But the date is exactly the same person. So when he or she looks over after a tasty bite of their mashed potatoes and they wipe their mouth thoroughly and they say, I'm gonna excuse me, I'm gonna use the restroom. Are you not thinking like oh, God. oh hell, oh hell no? <laughs> and so that's what that's what Broncos fans have to overcome. You know, a three yeah. they're gonna go three and out a few times. I think they were um. Oh, gosh, I have so many stats in my head. They were in the top three, I believe, in three and outs last year. I think that stat will come down. I really do. But, it, but this fan base has been slapped around, and it, it's going to take a minute to have a little success to where they can sort of move past last year.
1: I've got some things to say, but one day can we do a show and talk about our worst dates ever?
0: Well, here's how I feel about that. It's been quite a while since I've dated, and number two, that that to me would be the debut of the Julie Brown <laughs> podcast because we would have 45 minutes. Now it would be scintillating. Yeah, I mean, it would really be entertaining. But I think, I think, you know, I think of the top 20,
1: uh-huh.
0: 19 would be yours.
1: Sure, but yours is going to be a doozy.
0: Oh, sure. Okay. Back in the day.
1: Back in the day, yeah, back, back in, the day. in the day. All right, we'll yeah. do that. We'll do. Okay, yeah. good. I can't. I'm like, will, will so you, excited. Will
0: you? Ta- so am I. Will you talk about really all of them? Like, would you talk about? Um, oh, I, I thought we're having a. Are, um, are we not me, having a completely let transparent? Think. Let me think. Exercise here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. You're talking yeah. about all of them. Yeah, but then you even may the never, ones I know of. Yeah, you just may never look at me the same way again. <laughs>
0: Oh, trust me. I've known you for thirty years. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: No, it'll be fun, and then we can have our listeners because I, you know, they could like at the DaveLoganPodcast.com dot com or on Twitter, or Facebook. You could tell us your terrible dating stories. It'd be oh, this is going to be great.
0: This would be great. Hey, let me take this opportunity to welcome a new sponsor to the Dave Logan Podcast. We're really excited that they're on board because they love playing sports just about as much as we do, and we're talking about Volo Sports, Denver's best social sports league and the largest in the U.S. Maybe you've just moved to town. You want to meet new people, looking for new people to hang out with or get that workout in and have a great time doing it. You can do it all with Volo Sports. With Volo, you can play volleyball, basketball, pickleball. I haven't tried that yet. Flag football and much, much more. You can play in a league for six to eight weeks or you can get the Volo Pass, which gives you the flexibility to play a variety of sports and do so on your own schedule. With unlimited pickup games, league drop-ins and tournaments. It's a great option for those of us with busy schedules. And I don't know about you, but our schedule's starting to get real busy. And something else we'd like to mention, Volo. When you play with Volo, you're helping create free youth programs in your community. Leagues you can volunteer to coach in. So it's easy to sign up to play. Just go to Volo, V-O-L-O sports.com. Or the Volo Sports app for more information on all of the sports available. Heads up, the early bird pricing fall registration deadline is coming up soon, August 18th. Once again, go to Volo, V is in Victor, O-L-O, VoloSports.com to get in the game. You know, the best part about summer may not be the 95 degree weather, although I kind of like that. But it certainly is hanging out on your patio with family and friends. Because who doesn't enjoy that? Nothing like a Colorado night to enjoy the last bits of summer and to do it with your favorite beer, wine, or spirit from Molly's Spirits. Man, I love this place. As we know, Colorado may well be the home of crafted beer, and Molly's is a spot to always find your favorites and to try something new and you know molly's is the perfect spot to pick up those ready-to-drink cocktails like high noon's vodka and soda pineapple flavors made with real fruit juice or how about trying Cupwater's vodka iced tea or lime margarita they all sound good to me do me a favor go to mollyspirits.com and head to their beer tab did you follow me mollyspirits.com Head to the beer tab. That's where you're going to find thousands of different beers from IPAs, ales, lagers, pilners, and stouts. I mean, everything you can imagine at all different price points. It's truly a beer connoisseur's paradise. Same thing for wine and spirits. And Molly's always have staff picks listed in the store to help you make your selection. I use those, by the way. And somebody's always available in the store to answer any question you might have as well. And that's truly the difference between Molly's and some of those big box liquor stores. Molly's takes pride in that one-on-one service. So do yourself a favor. Head to one of their two locations, Lakeside Location at 44 in Harlan, or the DTC location, which is in the Arapaho Marketplace next to Sprouts on the west side of I twenty five, Molly Spirits, a land of adult beverage discovery.
1: Okay, um, from our social media, and a lot about what I've been hearing on all of our social media about Dale Harris. Oh my gosh, the offensive line still poor pass blocking. There is yeah. a lot of concern.
0: I, I don't. I don't disagree. I don't think they had a very good night.
1: Agreed. Where do we take that concern level? Again, we've been talking this whole first half about let's not overreact.
0: I just heard a guy, you- I just sort a guy today when asked the very same question on a 1 to 10, where's your concern level? He said 10. Eh. What what are, what what are we doing? I mean, seriously, I know the league I know the league has expanded to try to grow the game and to gain sort of non Hardcore football fans. That's how you grow your fan base. And so you have more people out covering that are not really football people. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. But when you have people that should know about football, that after one preseason game and they're asked a question on a one to 10 with the offensive line, where's your concern level? And the answer is 10. I would, I would, I would suggest you stop listening to to people like that. I mean, I really would. It's a preseason game. Are you serious? No, the offensive line did not play very well, right? I, again, I don't think they were expecting that that many pressures. All right, they got them. It's a game. You can, the other team can do whatever the hell they want to do. But come on, man. I mean, seriously. It's one preseason game. Yes, they have to get better. Um, and I made the point earlier today. San Francisco went to Las Vegas and just got their doors blown off. So anybody out there? Want to wager me in terms of which of those two teams will wind up winning more games in the regular season? Yeah, I mean and the va- Raiders look great. It was like what thirty-seven to eight, or I mean, I watched part of the game. So, I'm, so yes, there are things to fix, and yes, you got to get them fixed sooner than later. But no, I'm not ready to say that my concern level for the offensive line is a ten.
1: Would you rather this had been a season where there were four preseason games instead of three? Because I feel like because no the, no you just hate preseason. Yeah, I mean, as okay. a
0: player, you 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 don't. I mean, if you're a starter, you don't you don't really need four. Okay. Um, the fact that he played the starters, uh, first team guys, about 20 snaps of I offense. That was great. I did too, right? He said he was yeah. going to play him 15 to 18. Um, you know, and, and I, I thought it was key that they were in when they they finally scored. Um, Took him out after that. But no, I wouldn't want to see four. You just want to see a healthy team that uh, looks like they know what they're doing getting ready to host Las Vegas.
1: Dan Sutton from the Dave Logan Podcast on Facebook says he was pressed, impressed by Nick Benito. The kickers made me scratch my head. Yep, And I'd like to hear Dave talk about sports movies, the best one of all time. That's a lot.
0: I scratched my Dan. head a little bit with the kickers too. <laughs> um, because both those kickers, uh, Elliot Fry. And Brett Maher yes. have been really good in camp. I mean, really good. And then not so much in the preseason opener. Both missed from fifty plus. I mean, you gotta make those kicks, right? So um the kicking situation will be interesting. My level of concern would be a bit higher for the kicking uh situation than the offensive line right now. Um
1: think Brandon McManus was happy about that?
0: I think deep down, he probably stirred the Tito's very dirty Tito's Martini up with three olives. Probably stirred it two or three times as he took a sip and 100%. said, "Tried to tell you," but he too knows it's just preseason. Um, I thought I thought Nick Benito actually flashed a little bit. Right he, last year, he looked like he was overmatched to me at least, overmatched physically. You know, he was a really good player in college, then all of a sudden you come into the league and you're you're a you're a really good athlete, but you're you're not real big and you, now you're going against grown ass men that play tackle, uh offensive tackle. So yeah, he's put on about fifteen pounds and it looks like it's power. He's always had that uh you know athletic ability. So I'm anxious to see. I think it's a big camp for him because he needs to show them that hey, here are two or three reasons why you drafted me in the second round. So off to a good start.
1: So when we look towards next you week... You didn't talk
0: about the sports movies.
1: Oh, yeah. He, he wants to know... you have ADHD?
0: Know. I do. You really do, don't I you? I think
1: I do. Like uh, when I was are you growing medicated?
0: up... I mean... Am I medicated? Is that a personal... Like right now? Personal question. I mean, do you take medication no. for the ADHD? No. Okay. Um, I, I
1: think that when we were growing up, it was just like... I'm just, you just get up and you get busy. I, yeah. You have ADHD. Oh, I don't. ADD. It's not ADHD.
0: ADHD. It's ADD. Okay. I think those are two separate <laughs> things. Why don't, why don't you, you went to Kansas. Why don't you look those up? And like the, you, know, you have something Kansas where you have to do something
1: guy. at every minute. What is that?
0: Something where I have to do something? Every minute. Like as and you get have to be like... older, you have to pee more. <laughs> is that what you mean?
1: I mean, you just have to be busy all the time.
0: Well, that's that's like Pavlov's dog. I've learned that over the last thirty years. This time of year, mm-hmm. there's not there's not many moments where you're sitting still, just kind of chilling. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. Favorite. So, movie. movies.
0: Um, wow. I, I'm probably one of the very few out there that I really liked. Rudy. I was kind of a sap for Rudy. Kind of a feel good story. Even though um, I know a couple guys that that played at Notre Dame that said it wasn't exactly like that. Which, okay. I get that, but I still like the movie. I loved Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner. Yeah. I mean, I really, really like that. Um Do you watch Yellowstone? Is that a sports movie to you?
1: No, but it's Kevin Costner. You would love Yellowstone. You watch I've it, don't you? I've
0: seen every single episode. Do you know that this will be the final year? Is it really? Yes. Yes.
1: Anybody you want to take behind the train station or take to the train station or
0: take oh, like on that show? Yeah. No, I, I like okay. all the characters on okay. that show. In real life? Yeah. Yeah, Rip, Rip's my kind of guy. I love Rip.
1: Oh my God, I love that yeah. guy.
0: What's the crazy blonde? Beth. Yeah, you got a little Beth in you. That's the only, um, somebody has told me that. Yeah, probably the last guy <laughs> you were dating. Um, no, and then uh, finally, for like silly movies,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I laugh my ass off on Slapshot.
1: Oh God, yeah. With Paul Newman. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie, yeah. that's a good time. There,
0: there are several, I mean they're, there are there are probably several several more.
1: Uh, okay, last couple things as we look towards San Francisco, are we are we just like all right? Had they rebound in the kicking game? Okay, how did the offensive line rebound? What what and how much more do you think we'll see Russell play and the starters play? And now we have one game; they have one game under the belt. What's game number two?
0: I think if everything goes well, you will see Javante uh, Williams play. some. Yeah. Uh, I know there were all sorts of reports he was going to play in the opener. I never, ever, and I said so, never, ever believe that to be the case. But I think they're going to plan on getting him some tick. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's important. You do want to see the offensive line play better. I mean, listen, I, I was, um, it was problematic that they, they didn't run the ball a little bit better as much as the, the pass pro, right? This team is going to be, first and foremost, going to be a running team. And I, I, you know, they struggled to really get that running game going. Again, I don't know how much they schemed for Arizona. Did they even look at what the front was going to be? I mean, in some preseason games back in the day, you wouldn't even you wouldn't look to see who was playing, what what defense they play. You just go out and execute your stuff and see how it looks. So I don't I don't know that the Broncos went to that extreme, but um, yes, I would like to see some improvement up front in the running game, and pass protection uh, against the 49ers. And certainly, whether it's Fry or Maher, you want to see those guys knock the ball through the uprights.
1: When I heard this news, I totally thought of you, and I smiled. Deion Sanders is banning red, has banned red from the CU facility. Mm
0: -hmm. The two
1: teams are are playing September 9th in Boulder. He just he gets it, man. He gets it.
0: I think that is... uh, that is directly related to Coach Prime uh, spending some time with Coach Mack mm-hmm. when he first got here, mm-hmm. just trying to understand, you know, what what the university is about and how the football program uh, hasn't been very good, but what was it like when it was good yeah. the last time. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited that, that they're up there practicing now. They open uh, in Fort Worth against TCU. And then they come home against Nebraska. Then they've got CSU. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked and fired up and really, really excited to see how, how the first part of the season goes.
1: I thought I heard that there were three touchdown underdogs in their first game.
0: They are. Okay. TCU is a, the last time I looked, a 20 or 20 and a half point favor. I mean, TCU played in the national championship last year. Mm-hmm. Now they lost some guys, but, but the, the guy who'll be the starting quarterback this year for TCU beat out max dugan last year and he started when tcu came to boulder and then he got hurt was out for the rest of the year the max dugan who had been a starter and lost that job to that new quarterback came back and played really well and uh, obviously tcu did as did as well and got to the national championship game
1: so maybe we should wait until game number two to figure out improvements made
0: for cu yeah we we concede nothing what are you oh, talking about? Really?
1: Okay. No. I was trying to give your team a a,
0: a what? A pass. They they need no pass. Oh, okay. Hey, listen, <laughs> be confident. Okay. And who, who does Kansas open with? I don't know. See, that that's what I'm talking about. I know, I hate you, you it when graduated you graduated from Kansas and you don't even know who they open with. I mean, <sighs> seriously.
1: Okay. I will know. I will know next next week who they open with.
0: I would hope so. Did you see
1: that Peyton Manning's going to be a um, at the University Prof. of Tennessee?
0: Yeah, I think that's cool. He's probably got a lot of insight um, for the communication school. Uh-huh. Peyton Peyton's just a good guy. That he, he has so many interests. That I mean, some of them are outside of football, but but many of them sort of weave their way back in some sort of connectivity. To the game of football, and I, I appreciate the fact that he, I mean, he loves the game of football and does anything and everything he can to support that. You want me to look real quick and see who Kansas plays?
1: Yeah, let me. Yeah, let me ask you my next question. Yeah, though. go ahead. Okay, which made me—I love your stories, and I think people really like your stories. Um, so, speaking of professors and teachers, do you have any stories? A story that sticks out with like a particular teacher, like getting in trouble. Or just kind of a fun story. Like in fourth grade, I don't think she listens to the podcast. I had a teacher who loved to blow a whistle like all the time. So I put glue in her whistle so that one day she couldn't blow the whistle.
0: And you were in fourth grade? Yeah. That is so telling (laughs) to me.
1: Do you have anything?
0: Yeah. Oh, here. Okay. Friday, September 1st at 7 p.m. Uh-huh. The Kansas Jayhawks host... The Missouri State Bears. Oh, when? What, you think? <laughs> I mean, you think? Colorado's playing TCU, <laughs> runner-up in the national championship game, and you're playing Missouri State, the Missouri State Bears.
1: Maybe we're a little smarter. I, uh, okay. Okay, but before I let you go, do, don't you have Oh, a, I'd do have, that have to think story? about that, so...
0: Listen, I've been out of school a little bit longer than you have. I know, but you got to have um, a story. Oh, I probably got many stories all the way back to third or fourth grade. Yeah, I can no. I can list my my teachers' names. Go. Um, my kindergarten teacher was Mrs. Prager. My first grade teacher was was Miss Berkey. My second grade teacher was Mrs. Tronsgard. Wow. Uh, my third grade teacher was my first male teacher, Mr. Curtin. <laughs> first name Charlie. True Charlie story. Uh, and then. And
1: then from there, I'm impressed. Think about it. We'll talk about it next because I know you've got a gem in there.
0: I probably do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. If not, I'll come up with one.
1: All right. See you next week. Bye-bye.